from the corner of each row and Griffey, it is the DSAC Dynasty Podcast, and I am your host, Spencer Linstead. Uh, this week, we have another wonderful interview with another wonderful league member, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet, get right to the point, uh, and, you know, let you hear the uh, audio goodness that you came here for. So, uh, the only thing I'm going to ask is... If you want this show to continue to go, I need you all to subscribe, rate, review, then unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, and re-review, and then do it again. Uh, That helps me possibly get a sponsor where I could possibly read an ad read and, you know, make 10 cents off of everyone who listens to this. So, uh, yeah, uh, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate, and review again. Uh, But yeah, wonderful interview coming up with another wonderful league member. Hope you all enjoy it, and we will see you on the other side. This week, my guest is the one member I was told by multiple people that I needed to have on this show, and I'm glad he's able to make the time for us today. He is the chap that built the app, the man with the data-driven plan, and the unofficial head of this league's analytics department. Welcome, Alex. Woo! Yeah, thanks. That actually made me laugh. Um, <laughs> the chap that built the app. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to Chris for ragging on my team when he was on. <laughs> uh, I believe we were 0-12 or something like that at the time of the recording. Finished 8-4, and though, that week, so things are looking up. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's a hell of a turnaround. Um, but yeah, so I'm really happy to have you on, uh, just cause you are like this deep wealth of knowledge that a lot of this league does not represent cause there are a lot of idiots. And, uh, so I'm just going to start off with the thing I think we all want to know about. How did you build the app? Which app do you want me to go in <laughs> first? Well, the one that's on the league page. So just, I guess, whichever, you okay. know, you know more about it than I do. I can only call them apps because yeah, I don't know anything else. That is the, the franchise record one. Yeah. Um, so I've done like a lot of like little data projects, uh, a lot with like the NHL because they've got like a public API that you can use. Mm hmm. Um, the other leagues don't really have that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do stuff for, uh, our league specifically. And I like stumbled upon some, uh, Reddit posts and some like blogs, uh, that helped me figure out how to, uh, tap into the ESPN API and just like pull all the data for the leagues mm-hmm. that, that we've got going. Um, and once I figured, finally figured out how to do that, uh, you kind of have to decode their stat, uh, keys. Cause they, it doesn't say like assists, rebounds. It'll be like the column header will be like four or three or something like that. Oh, so like based off the table that they're presenting, not the actual like stat numbers or names and numbers. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll have like their actual name and their actual number, but like the heading of the column, it won't, it's not friendly. It'll <laughs> say like, it won't tell you what stat it is. Oh, 
Well, that that's a that is an awful lot of work. It sounds like it, it, that part was a lot, but like once I had it, it, it was pretty easy to like just sum sum up everything mm-hmm. for uh, each team. Uh, the most annoying part was probably like having to put in the equations for some of the baseball stats, like OPS. <laughs> uh, it's not not that OPS is like hard to understand. I'm mm. pretty sure everybody in the league doesn't have a problem with that. Um, it's just a lot of things go into OPS, so it's a long little equation to write out there. Mm-hmm. Um. The schedule one that I put out most recently, uh, that one was pretty tough. Uh, more with like the uh, the way it looks. Um, it's really hard, or it was difficult for me to like figure out how to like make certain columns of that chart like red and green. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not a web developer or a web designer. So, <laughs> so yeah, you just you know the code super well, stuff. and you can give us like a black and white spreadsheet. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it is great, and I think like it's you know up there with the greatest stuff that's like come out of this league. Like the fact that you've put the time in to do it and like dedication, and and thank you for that because I know it's helped me with a couple of decisions. And uh, you know, the monetary stuff is an interesting like. Uh, way to look back at how signings were valued and how Corbin Burns still isn't worth 25 million and uh, all of those type of things. So we can, you know, have a better understanding of how the value system in our league works. And so I, I want to say thank you for that. And I know a lot of people in the league want to as well. Like I said, there were multiple people that were like, you know, have him on so that way I can hear what his voice sounds like, but then also he can kind of explain his method to his madness and why he loves this so much. <laughs> is going to be the uh, biggest motivation for me. Really? Just proving, proving, proving Ronnie wrong, even though he might be kind of right. <laughs> so this is, this is actually something I wanted to touch on with you, and I was going to do it a little later, but I guess since you brought it up, you know, maybe I should stop saying that sort of thing and just kind of transition into the thing I want to go to. But uh, owning Ron, so you do the whole data analytic movement to own Ron, but then you actually go out there and put up results against him as well. Can you talk about what it's like to be the biggest hero in our entire league? Oh, it's great. Especially with the the football one. I know we rehashed it just last week in the chat, but <laughs> arguably the funniest moment in the league's history. My team was trash. Yep. Like this, I had no reason to win. <laughs> and then just everybody I put in the lineup that day had a great game. And... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just hilarious. Yeah, that um, that one and then hockey, him being like, oh, I'm big hockey guy and no one else knows as much hockey as I do. And then making 7,000 oh. trades during the season and still coming in third. Yeah, him and his goalies just <laughs> – I've got three top six goalies or whatever. It's not even that. I think he – had like three top four goalies like if we just went strictly by position mm-hmm. or something like that but i mean if they don't perform in the championship does it really matter yeah and you can only start two of them so pick the right ones <laughs> yeah it, yeah uh, uh, 
it brings me so much joy. And I know that he is like secretly pissed about it all the time. And then also very publicly pissed about it all the time. Like it comes up in DM. So it's, it's definitely something that even if you don't hear all of it, you know exactly what his tone and tenor is when he talks about you. It's like seeing the boogeyman. For sure. For sure. And I, I think if I just met Ron on the street and had like no idea what his like preferences and sports were and I didn't I wasn't in a league with him I'd probably think he was a delightful guy yeah he he seems like a nice a nice individual I've been pretty public about that too like I gave him compliments you know once every other month or so but yeah what what is it about this league that makes you just absolutely love destroying him it's just the the cockiness he has and he's like so confident that he's right all the time Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, sorry, buddy, he weren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like I said, you're a major hero for all of that. Um, so are those like your favorite league memories? Do you have anything else that comes to mind? Like, because uh, I know, you know, the sentiment's been kind of across the first couple episodes I've done of this, but like just the weird pandemic year that we all kind of got together and how this league has been pretty important for all of us in that regard. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be my favorite moments. Um, I mean, one, the hockey one, I, like, <laughs> I was the inaugural champion. So yeah. that's got to be up there. And then football, again, like my season, I had no reason to win. And then <laughs> I kept the biggest villain out of the playoffs. So it's got to be my top two memories for sure. Okay, good, good. Uh, well, um Go on down the rest of the list with some of the questions that we've been asking everybody. Who is your guy? I guess we should start with football since we were just talking about that. Football, who is your favorite player on your team? Who have you become more attached to in real life because of this league? Um, I mean, my football team, it's pretty slim pickings. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the new guy. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think he's been that great in preseason so far. From what I've seen, he hasn't really—he hasn't been bad, but he's just the results haven't really been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna be here for the ride, and hopefully, he turns out to be what everybody thought he would be. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on those shoulders, and it's also Jacksonville. But I really don't know if you could go <laughs> like. The fact that he didn't go number one overall, and we can question the person who made that first pick, but, uh, you know, wow, that's, uh, or did he go number one overall? No, no, yeah, he went, he went number one overall. I don't know what I was thinking. I was was thinking Jamar Chase. That's my bad, because he was the first non-quarterback that went. That's my fault. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Paulo's pick of Jamar Chase is questionable. But, uh, yeah, uh, all right, so Trevor did go first overall. That's my fucking bad. Um, uh... Next in hockey, we'll go there since you won the championship there. Who's your guy in hockey? And I'm 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 pretty sure I know who it is, but let's hear you gush about him for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, I'm I mean, my hockey team is great. I've got the whole Penguins power play. I've got Connor McDavid. I could easily pick any of those guys right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, if I'm just being honest with like who I like the most is probably probably Sid just for the fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor's probably second just because he's like 
a hockey god, basically. Yeah. Uh, Real awkward. Trump human going too. off the wall, though. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a he's a he's an awkward guy. Yeah. All right. Gotta but, love him for it, though. Exactly. Yeah. Let's hear the off the wall one. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Igor Shestrikin, the Rangers goalie. I oh, think yeah. he's gonna be a stud. Mm-hmm. What's he only like twenty four or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I've got him locked up for five years. Um, happy about that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the Rangers can rebound and become a better team, so I get more wins out of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like uh, what he's done so far. <laughs> I would say so. I mean, they've been somewhat successful. Last year was kind of a a blip on everyone's radar, but I think we've seen with the follow-up years that the pandemic years aren't really something that we could be judging properly. For sure, yeah. Like the Heat making the NBA Finals and then, you know, crashing <laughs> out and getting swept in the first round the next year. It, uh, it's not something that usually happens. So I know with a lot of the pandemic results, we got to you know have our eyebrows raised. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. That's that's uh, kind of what led me to trade for Cody Bellinger because I thought he had like a down year mm-hmm. in the pan- in the pandemic year, and then he has not rebounded for me. So <laughs> he's had two down years now. Uh, so uh, yeah. baseball, uh, I know we have some notable misses there, and uh, I'll leave his name out of it. I won't bring him up this podcast, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who is the guy that you actually like in baseball? It's kind of hard to not go with Kyle Schwarber for like that three-week period where he was just mashing home run after home run. Yeah, I bet you had a one home run in the RBI that week, or all those weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, let's see. So he's definitely up there. I... Uh, like you said, I have a lot of misses. Um, <laughs> Just two notable ones. Um, I'd argue more than that. <laughs> I'd say Lindor, obviously. I'll call him out. Um, Bellinger. I gave up so many prospects for him, and that has just not worked out so far this year. I'm mm. hoping he turns it around next yeah. year. Yeah, you'd hope. And uh, he's young enough to do it, and he plays in the right ballpark to do it. So, you know. Fingers crossed for you there. Yeah. And then Suarez, he's been pretty bad too. Mm. I just I just remember when I was drafting this team thinking my offense is gonna be amazing. <laughs> and I I remember Chris was like, Oh yeah, that's my dream offense and then if we ever find like the lost podcast that Barry did way back then, mm-hmm. uh he was gushing about my offense too. And then <laughs> Like half these guys just stopped hitting. I don't know what happened. It, Eugenio Suarez was like as can't miss of a third baseman, I would say. And now he, you know, I don't think he starts every game. First off, I mean, yeah, no, and he doesn't. He hasn't started in like a week. I he, mean, he completely droppable. If he didn't have a four-year, eight million dollar AAV contract with me, <laughs> I probably. Probably would have, but oh, I so, literally can't afford to drop him. So he's your Ian Happ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Did you have a notable free agency miss this last year? Not really. Yeah. Uh, my FA guys, Pomerantz and Boyd, they've yeah. like they haven't been great, but 
they've been hurt most of the time. I'm yeah. not going to hold that against them. Boyd was actually pretty damn good before his injury. Yeah, he was pretty good. And Pomerantz had some good moments, too. Yeah. Um, so they've been good when they've played. I think, I don't know if I added anybody else in FA. Um, I'm scrolling through my lineup right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I did. Yeah, well, that's a, it's not a terrible offseason. I mean, it's not splashy, but it's uh, shoring up holes, and uh, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, David Peralta, I added him, but he was so cheap. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really even matter. Mm-hmm. You didn't shell out $25 million to one guy or $20 million <laughs> to two on two five-year contracts. It, uh, it really was an arms race last year that I shouldn't have been involved in. <laughs> You have any as you're regret, you're regretting at the moment? Uh, I mean, Hap and Plesak are just easy. Like, uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, and then, you know, I've seen the expected value stuff that you have, and it's just like, oh, this is absolutely miserable. And you didn't expect the regression, and maybe I shouldn't have overspent, but those are my two for sure that I that I question my Suarez times two. Yeah. Well... Uh, all my stuff is just what they're valued at currently. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a I think they're gonna do this or anything. So no. they can they can <laughs> they can still rebound. I guess we'll see. It uh it doesn't look likely. Uh but uh yeah, so done three out of the four. Basketball. How I'm pretty sure you did pretty well in that league. I know that you traded for Vucevic at least. Uh who is your guy in that league? I think I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Mm, um, good one. Him and Devin Booker were my first two picks. Um, just really young guys, lots of potential. Mm-hmm. Well, um, worked out. I think. Yeah, and they've both hit well. I could also maybe go with Christian Wood and oh, that troll Ronnie a little bit. <laughs> uh, I do think Nurkic is going to be good though. So I. I don't think he got too bad or did too badly on that trade. Yeah, he'll be good for the 35 games he plays. <laughs> Is he really that entry prone? Uh, it sure seems like it. Portland, at least, never really got anything. And if I remember correctly, Denver, he had some issues, too, that led to Jokic getting playing time in the first place. Okay, yeah, I... I guess I don't. I, I mean, I obviously know he was injured last year and mm-hmm. the year before that he was injured and then came back in the bubble. Um, but outside of that, I don't really know too much of his career arc, to be honest, <laughs> in terms of injuries, at least. Let's see. I'm looking it up um, now uh, just because now I'm interested and we're in the thick of it. And now we can't leave. So 62. 32, 45, 20, 79, 72, 8, 37. So he's had two full seasons of more than 72 games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not ideal. He's only ever played 30 minutes uh, on average once, and it was the season where he only played eight games. So, yeah, he, uh, he plays about half the games, and when he does, he's pretty good. But, yeah, it, uh not doesn't look good. His knees are definitely long term concerns, and so yeah, I think you got the better. Well, yeah, you took Wood, right? Yeah, yeah. I ended up with Christian Wood. You got the better and Javale McGee. Oh, there we go. Well, and look, he had to I, break the bank to get him back. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I cut him like almost immediately because I think he got benched. Um, <laughs> yeah, within like a week that I got him. So Javale's gonna Javale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so speaking of Javale. Um, I know I reached out to you when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, the signings in NBA free agency. We all kind of got a pleasant surprise yesterday when we looked at the spreadsheet and scrolled just a little bit further to the right than usual and uh, saw some of the reviews. So um, I wanted to ask you about uh, what gave you the idea to do it. And then if you could give us like a couple of your favorite ones or the most intriguing signings you've seen in free agency. Yeah, um, ideas, though. The idea, I was kind of always just going to do the ranking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, once I added that in, I was like, well, why not just have, like, a little blurb on what I actually think? Yeah. Um, because sometimes, uh, let's see if I can think of an example. Like, let's go with, I mean, Moses Brown isn't a great example because I do think he's still overpaid mm-hmm. in this league. Um, but, like, he finished. 225th overall and he was like a negative player in terms of value yeah but i think he could be better if the mavericks like give him a lot of playing time do i think he's like four years eight million dollars good no but (laughs) he could definitely be worth way more than what he was last year um if he just gets the right amount of time yeah in hindsight on that uh, one, that's kind of what Chris and I were talking about where one of the centers is going to get, you know, six million more than he deserves. And maybe that's the guy because <laughs> not only was he first, he had like a, a pretty good bidding war because everyone still had money. And then, yeah, like you said, he was a negative value player last year who played, you know, minimal games for a team that was going nowhere. And now there's a possibility that he gets playing time. Right. Like he, he, uh, I think he, I don't remember if he got traded to Boston or if he signed in Boston. Probably traded. Uh, oh, it must have been related to like the Al Horford trade, mm, I'm yeah. guessing. Probably. Um, so he ends up in Boston, and then without ever even like seeing him play, they immediately ship him to Dallas. And Dallas has a lot of big guys. Uh, not necessarily like great ones, but... Uh, He'll be fighting for playing time. And we'll see. We'll see. I want him to be good because that's my team. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a little bit in the tank for him. So I'm looking it up right now. He actually played nine games for Portland. And then looks like he may have been moved in the Cantor deal. When Cantor moved to Portland. From Boston. Okay. And then Boston. Yeah, it had to have been part of the OKC, uh, the OKC Horford deal because he ended up there. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's all there's already rumors. Oh, they're going to... Mavericks are going to trade him to Toronto for Drogic. Um, so, it's like, if, if this guy's... If that happens, like, is he really going to be that good if mm-hmm. he's getting traded, like, three times in one offseason? Yeah, 21 years so. old, and he will have played for four NBA teams if that comes true. <clears throat> I mean, the talent's there, yeah. but all, I don't know. All G League first team, all G League defensive team last year, and then he was a McDonald's All-American and then Pac-12 All-Freshman, which means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
One of the last uh, players we'll see born in 1999 to enter the league. Everyone's going to be 2,000 or younger. Yeah, that's that's weird to think of. I feel so old now. <laughs> Me too. I think about it when I talk to Ronnie, though. So that's because he's 24. He's got to be like 97 then. And that's I was conscious then. I remember things from that. Like that's too young. <laughs> oh. Uh, some of my favorite signings, though, obviously, I got to go with Danny Green. Mm. But Great I was one. literally, when I, and it's not just because I got him, um, when I was making that nomination, it's kind of like what you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. I pretty cash strapped, so I was just thinking, who can I put out here that's going to get the most money off the board? Yeah. So I literally picked the guy who I thought was the best last year. And then nobody bid on him. <laughs> I was just shocked. That's good fortune. I, he just carries such a reputation. Yeah, I mean, he'll get, he'll, he's pretty good at getting steals and threes and blocks for his position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then points I don't really need. He's I mean he's not a big points guy, yeah. but um rebounds and assists I'm not really sure about. I think he's just meh on those. Yeah. Catch and shoot. He stands out at the Catch three and point shoot. line and does nothing else. Yeah. But that's fine on my team. I that's I don't need the other stuff yeah. from him. Yeah. Kind of kind of fits perfectly. So that that was kind of your blurb on him is that he's gonna help you out in a few cats and not hurt you and others. Yeah, I think I think I made a more um, I made more of like a story out of it. How he's like showing up to camp with a huge chip on his shoulder. Oh yeah, um, that no one else wanted them. Yeah, I said he was gonna fire his agent at the end of it. <laughs> he's gonna change. <laughs> his... got... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, we've got Terrence Mann. Oh yeah, going for the same term, four times the money. Um. And it's like, yeah, he's a pretty good player, but is he four times as good as Danny Green? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> he's also not thirty four, thirty five, or whatever Danny Green is. That would be my yeah, only yeah. rebuttal. But yeah, they're about the same player, and uh, I mean, to sign him uh, on the deal that you did is pretty remarkable. And uh, yeah, he should. I was going to say he should change his uh, jersey number to eleven for the amount of teams that passed on him. <laughs> yeah, he he might get that. Uh, Fargo chooses to say 11 on it. There you go. That would um, be, be a good one. Good little custom one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's see. I'll, I'll look at some of your signings. You just signed... Uh, you just signed Royce O'Neal, Royce who O'Neal. I liked last year. Royce, Royce O'Neal, Kevin Love, and Kelly Olenek. Okay, yeah. Um, Kevin Love was... Kelly Olenek... Yeah, that's what he did last year. You're, you've got a great deal, and I got a good center out of it, and that's that's kind of what I was looking for because it was one of those things where uh, I was openly trolling for centers, and I ended up making a deal for Stephen Adams and like a little bit of flexibility uh, with a draft pick, and uh, yeah, it uh, Kelly Olynyk falling into my lap, especially after I kind of heat checked myself and was like, yeah, he's going to go for six million dollars too much, uh, and then <laughs> no one bid me up. I, I was really happy about it because I was going to stand by my word. I think that we said it was like three years, 12 million that we were expecting him to get. And I was willing to go there and no one pushed me. 
So it was very nice of all of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if he gets anywhere close to playing time, I think he's going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Love, I really want Kevin Love to be good because he was like, he was my star player the first year I did fantasy basketball. Mm-hmm. When he was with Minnesota? So I, yeah, yeah. I remember the, the 30-30 game and just thinking this dude was awesome. Um, so I, I I have like a little personal history with him that <laughs> I, I want him to do well, but with his injuries, I don't know. Yeah. At I'm least a- if he does get hurt, though. His salary comes off your cap, so not not that bad. That's what I'm thinking. It's also an expiring deal in case anyone needs to clear cap space. Uh, not somebody that you could talk yourself out of necessarily because one year, $6.5 million is relatively risk-free. And then also I'm kind of playing the buyout market. So like he gets, gets bought oh. out of Cleveland and goes to Brooklyn and takes over Blake yeah. Griffin's minutes. Or you know something, or he goes to Los Angeles and plays with LeBron again. That'd be that'd be kind of cool with uh, AD playing five and him playing four. Uh, he'd probably get roasted on defense, but uh, at this point, if he goes out there and gives me ten and five, he's worth the money. Yeah, I, really, anything one year. I don't think it's if you're getting a guy on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really that much money uh, that would be like a big risk. <laughs> so I mean you just cut him you get half of it back yeah uh, and if he's bad that year you're done with him yeah that was the one thing I've noticed is that there hasn't been like the the Moses Brown one is probably the one that you know could look bad in two years and someone has to eat two years of salary but there hasn't been an Ian Happ deal or a Corbin Burns deal yet where someone could really look back at it if it goes wrong and like really regret it and be stuck with this guy forever like waiting, waiting like I was for the overseas exemption for uh, Roberto Osuna. <laughs> yeah, that's not a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Williams is the, oh. the guy that's going to have the biggest contract at the end of this. Yeah, I'm thinking, and he's kind of along those lines. He he might be. I don't know. Uh, I, I think, I think if he gets a playing time, like a boost in playing time. I think he's going to be good and probably be worth the contract mm-hmm. um, as long as he stays healthy. So it's like health and playing time. Yeah. As as is anything, you know, that's uh, <laughs> kind of what this whole thing boils down to. Uh, that's uh, pretty much. Yeah. I, I wish it for him because that's uh, I think he's got an interesting story. And I know I personally don't like Boston very much, but I kind of root for the guy. Uh, uh, who do you, why do you, uh, who, who's your team? Oh, you're, you're in Portland, so you're kind of a Blazers guy, right? Uh, it's really a follow LeBron everywhere he goes guy. Um, and then Blazers, I kind of have a soft spot for because I can watch him every night here. But, um, you know, outside of Dame, I don't really care about anybody on the team. Um, but I was a big Sonics fan, so that kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's, I understand that. Mm hmm. So I, I just, 
I'm screw rooting for a team. I'm going to root for a guy. And so I followed LeBron. And so Miami, I've stayed pretty close with. And listening to Lebetard every day, I get all the Miami Heat scoops. So I feel like I know more than I actually do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I still kind of claim them and then claim wherever LeBron goes. Sucks rooting for Cleveland for four years, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, at least that one year was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were all pretty good at Sucks losing in the finals and having that whole thing, the uh, the finals record shoved in your face by everyone in this league and JW telling you that he was worse than Magic. But uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he definitely became a lightning bolt by losing all those ones. But then also the argument that I would have is he took Matthew Delvadova to game six of an NBA finals. <laughs> so <laughs> he, uh, he still wins in my book for losing. Yeah, I... I was pretty anti-LeBron, just, I mean, I was a Mavericks fan, so going to the Heat, I didn't like just because of 06, (laughs) Um, and then... The making fun of Dirk with the coughing in the 2010 finals. They got what they deserved. So I I was kind of over it at that point, like, Mavericks beat them, um... I can make all these LeBron fourth quarter jokes. <laughs> um, and that was great. And then, and I've kind of mellowed out on Tom Brady too. I used to hate him a lot, but it, so they're pretty similar. Um, I have like a respect for LeBron and I feel like he, I can say he is the best player ever, even though I'm not an active fan. Yeah, fair enough probably a healthy way to look at it at least not get so diehard wrapped up in it that every time someone says his name you have to pop off in the group chat my bad i didn't even realize you were a lebron stan yeah well i I knew you kind of liked the heat because of the levitard stuff but i didn't realize you kind of followed him around yeah i uh i remember exactly where I was during the decision. It was during like the third or fourth inning of a Mariner game that I was at. And so we watched the decision on the center center field, like scoreboard during the game. Uh, That was pretty cool. And then, um, but yeah, I I thought he was going to the Knicks and then, yeah, followed him with the heat, uh, loved the whole run, living and dying, hating Jason Terry, hating JJ Barea. uh, And, uh, you know, I was rooting for OKC that year, uh, the second year, all the way until the finals. And then I was like, but you have to lose now. And I'm sorry about that. But you'll have another chance at this. And then they went and traded Harden. But yeah, I uh, just follow him around. And that's kind of who I root for. I tried to get him last year in this league, but I think it's Paulo. Paulo wasn't budging. And uh, yeah. He's, oh, he, tr- he traded for him that year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to get like him after he-, he went out. Yeah, I don't I wish you luck. I don't think <laughs> it's not happening now. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he's my guy, and that's that's kind of uh, so. I'm assuming Dirk is your guy, then, like favorite athlete of all time. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. Um, he's definitely up there. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who I would mm-hmm. pick over Dirk at the moment. Um, Fair. So, and Brian so can fun. attest to this. <laughs> I when he compared. Uh, Henrik Zetterberg to Dirk in my DMs. I <laughs> sent him an essay basically about why Dirk's better. 
<laughs> oh gosh, you should uh, see if you can find it and post it uh, when this comes out on Thursday because we're recording Thursday, as you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I can do that. Okay, it's yeah. Not that far back. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, I I would be excited to read that just because I you know I want to see the fandom, I want to see the passion because all we see right now is these incredible sets of numbers and how you use them for uh, success in this league, and so uh, the passion. Definitely, definitely would like to see the the Dirk standup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's not going to be a top hundred players uh, in NBA history that doesn't have Dirk in like the top thirty, probably thirty. Yeah, I was going to say twenty even. Yeah, I I, I didn't want to be too full on number, <laughs> but padded a little bit yeah you but yeah you you did it right he you didn't call him the best power forward of your generation like i do with felix and and uh pitching and right-handed right-handed pitchers yeah so I'll, I'll definitely like get some screenshots and when this gets posted i'll i'll throw them up there sounds good uh so two more questions for you uh one just because yeah. i was interested in the stuff that barry was telling me last week do you do other leagues besides these ones I have. I actually quit them all uh, in the past few months. Wow, okay. Um, I, I mean, I might do like a redraft with some friends for football, mm-hmm. but that's that's pretty much it. Wow, okay. Um, I, I, I did go the Barry route for a while there. I was in a 32-team football league dynasty with like idp and the whole nine yards jesus um and it was like a hundred dollar buy-in and it eventually got to the point where it's like i just this isn't really fun yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna drop it it just became more work than it was pleasure and then (laughs) it's kind of the same with i've been in a uh, a 30-team baseball league and a 24-team baseball league. The 30-team baseball league is the one that like imploded with the like the the n-word in the chat. Oh after. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guy just like dropped it <laughs> with the hard er. Oh. Um, and yeah. it was like two weeks after the draft. And well, we're all done uh, here. Basically, <laughs> oh. like half the half the league was pissed at him, and then there were like a few guys that were that had known him from other leagues, and they were trying to like stand up for him. But it's like, sorry, dude, <laughs> you kind of lost so, this one. Yeah, it. Uh... Yeah, that one ended. Uh, the twenty four team one, I just quit. Mm-hmm. That one. Could have been good if it had like a group chat like we've got. Yeah. But without that, I, it's just kind of just kind of a chore. Mm-hmm. Typing on the message board and stuff like that of the league. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good thing about this league. I think if you're going to have like a dynasty league, um, you need like some sort of group chat to like keep people engaged. Well, and this league certainly does it. Like it, uh, yeah. That's pretty common from what I hear. I know that me personally, I think I was in, I think I said 32 the other day or something like that. 32 leagues, canceled them all, and I'm just doing this football and then that bullshit league that Ronnie runs. And <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that one. 
I usually do a 20-team redraft with randoms on ESPN, and I'll probably do that this year. But otherwise, I'm not going to do anything else. It uh, This league monopolizes my time in a good way, and it's kind of – I don't know about you, but it's been the thing that I've been looking for in a dynasty league for the last few years. So uh, finding it and then it being attached to a, a great group of guys to like chat with and talk shit with, it's it's been uh, life-changing for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, I've tried doing leagues with like this type of league with mm-hmm. friends in the past, and it feels like um, the friends that I know are sports fans aren't as into the fantasy side. <laughs> yeah. So it's it ends up being me putting in a lot of effort to win, and the other people just kind of there and can take it or leave it, it they it's uh, like okay well set lineups every other week and, and don't worry about it otherwise pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm up here at like 5 a.m or whenever the waiver deadline is whenever waivers go through <laughs> making sure i'm stacking all my waiver uh claims mm-hmm. in order so, of importance yeah Exactly. It's like, oh, I've got a guy on the IR, so I'm going to add this guy for free. But if I don't get him, I'm going to add this guy for free. But if I do get that first guy, I'm going to drop this other guy and get the second guy. That kind of thing. (laughs) You're building if-then statements in ESPN, not even on the spreadsheet. Exactly. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to get you out of here on this because you've been very generous with your time. This has been the uh, longest and I would dare say best interview so far uh 40 minutes this is really great uh so thank you for that but i'm gonna get you out of here on this one and it's a simple yes no because i don't want you to divulge your secrets do you have secret formulas and metrics that you have that you have not shared with anybody in the league um I guess you could say the salary one is secret. Like I, I share it after people sign the yeah. uh, in free agency and the the player value app thing mm-hmm. that I made. Well, one, I've only got that working for baseball at the moment. Yeah. And two, it's just the value stats. So you can look at it and you have no idea what the multiplier will take it out to for the salary. So mm-hmm. I guess – that is kind of secret. That I've works. Been debating putting it on there, <laughs> but we'll see if it happens. I guess so. Yeah, I look forward to it. Want to say thank you again, and uh, yeah, thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for the dedication to the league, and thank you for making this league awesome. Yeah, thank you for all your uh, podcasting, videoing, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, no problem. It's what I love to do. All right, so that's gonna be it. That'll do it, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in a second with a close. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. That was the definitive interview with Alex. I don't think you'll hear a better interview with Alex anywhere else on any other podcast in the entire world. So once again, I'm asking you to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, let me know what you thought of that. Let Alex know what you thought of that. I thought it was an awesome interview. I learned a lot, had a lot of laughs. Uh, Got to know him better. Always nice when someone else hates the same person that we all do. And it's even better that he's the hero for all of us because he continues to end his seasons. 
So on that note, I uh, just want to say once again, thank you, Alex. Thank you for everyone who listened. Uh, fuck Ron and have a great day. Bye.